to I'm TJ and this is Will and this is Zero, Zero Quarters. You know, it's a beautiful day out. It's November. It leaves are turning uh, or changing color and Thanksgiving is coming up. And, and I'm wearing shorts. And you're wearing shorts because it's hot outside. It is hot. Lord have mercy. Look, I tried wearing a black dark pants yesterday. The worst mistake in my life in the, in fall. All right. But since we're in fall and late fall actually, there's only one thing that's been on everybody's mind recently, and that is the World Series. Yes. Congratulations to Chicago Cubs beating the Cleveland Indians in Game Seven after every after like be it going up three to one, then going up five to two, right? Was it mm-hmm. no? It, and no, then six they, to three. Then it was six to three. And then, then, then right uh, Rajah Davis uh, did a home run that tied it up. And then it w- and then it went to extra innings <laughs> after that, a, a rain delay. A rain delay. And then I was just thinking, no, I can't do this. I know. No, I'm giving up. <laughs> the game lasted until one o'clock in the morning, and even there were, the press conferences even lasted almost. An hour. Yeah. But the Cubs pulled it out, made history after a 108-year drought. Yeah. They hadn't been there since 1945, have not won it since 1908. In 1908, you want to know who was was still living? Mark Twain, 62 years old. Babe Ruth was only 13 years old. And now they ended the drought. But congratulations. What? Go ahead, bud. Oh, no. uh, I was going to say, this is something that has been... uh, I guess you could say bothering me a little bit because why experts are now saying that the Cubs are now the favorites to win the 2017 World Series. Do you think that that's so? They think that they're going a little bit ahead I of themselves. Think, I think so. I mean, come on, look, we don't know what's coming up this season. We still have the draft to do, mm-hmm. and there's still teams that could be back in. I, the Rangers are ready. You never know. The Rangers, the Blue Jays. I thought. And you never, the Indians want to win it. They want revenge. So right. if they get their hands against the Cubs. You better believe they're going to fight hard, and I wouldn't say that yet. It's not even it's not even off season yet. Off season just started. What? And they're already predicting that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And but congratulations to Ben Zorbis, the MVP, has yep. won the, the World Series with two different teams, the Royals last year and the Cubs this year. This guy is on a roll. Two rings. And did you see that car he won? Oh, I was so jealous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but what's your opinion on Ben? Did he do a great job? I thought so. Yes, so he definitely did a good job. I think he's definitely on the right track when it comes to helping teams reach and win championships. Yes, and now that the Cubs were first in drought championships, now that they've won, here are the teams in four ma- in the four major pro sports who have not won a Super Championship in a long, t- long time. Starting with the Cardinals, have not won the Super Bowl since 1947. The Detroit Lions have not even gone to the NFC Championship or Super Bowl, let alone win it, because they weren't there, since 1957. The Sacramento Kings not been to an NBA Championship or won since 1951. The Cleveland Indians lead, though, with this drought. Since 1948, they have not won the World Series, but they've been there so many times. And in NHL, Toronto Maple Leafs have not won since 1967. Those are the big droughts left, and now the Cubs have to be so happy. You've made history here. You've kept got yourself out of that drought list. And now, all of a sudden, now your favorites to win the next World Series? I mean, surely that feels good, just, you know? Yeah, but uh, I'd just say to the experts, just calm down a little bit. Exactly. Just calm down. They got a little just, too excited. Just, <laughs> just enjoy the moment. Everybody's exactly. excited. Yes. Bill, Bill Murray was definitely excited when oh, the Cubs yeah. won. <laughs> oh, and did you see LeBron James? He was, he was so fired up. He was when so fired up. And now Dwayne Wade won the bet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And speaking of LeBron James, his Cavaliers are 6-0. and oh. After beating the Celtics, I've got the stats right here, in fact. 
one one hundred and twenty twenty eight to one twenty two. Let me tell you, they let they had the lead at least twenty two points two times, and they let the Celtics come right back. You cannot do that nope. in the NBA. I mean, no lead is safe unless you're up by fifty or thirty. To be honest, well, what's your take on the Cavs this year? I mean, they looked strong. As much as uh, I believe that Michael Jordan will always be, in my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time, I definitely say that LeBron James is catching up to him very quickly. Yes. But I'd say uh, until LeBron wins more championships than Michael Jordan, he'll be number two to me. Exactly. And last time I checked, Michael Jordan didn't have to go to Game 7 to win the championships. No, it, so would, no experts it would normally end that. in like five or six. Yes, or less. And it's crazy. I, here are my top NBA players. LeBron ranks third in mine. All I've right. still got I got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar over him. I know that's crazy, but I just think no, and it's not because he was a Laker player. But right. look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All he did. No, I don't disagree with you. And I'll, and Michael Jordan will be number one. And Kobe, he might be behind LeBron all the at fourth. But you got to admit these players. It doesn't matter where they're at. They're still were great players. So what? You're you're number three. You're number six top NBA players in NBA history. You're top ten. It's amazing. Um, but I've been looking at this Cavs team. They're really good, right? They're only, Of course, they've only played five games. <laughs> Out of 82, you still have 78 more. No, wait, sorry, 77 left to go. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I believe you. Yeah, and I want to talk about they've already got LeBron James winning the MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that, but I think there are other contenders who look really good, strong this year. Mm-hmm. But now... I want to talk about a topic. I want to talk to you about a topic about right. the Thunder and Warriors yesterday. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook didn't even shake hands before tip off. Usually, that's what players do, but it's like they turn the other way against each other. What What is your opinion on that? Do are they they go from brothers to haters of each other? Well, I think this is just gonna give me this is gonna be like the decision that LeBron James did once upon a time when he he left Cleveland to go to Miami. And I believe this is going to be the same thing uh, where his teammates just give him the cold shoulder. Um, but honestly, I think it's a little bit disrespectful because I, so uh, I know that every single time uh, I go to a sporting event, the teams would always have, have to shake hands with each other and be good sports about it. But I just think that this might be going a tiny bit too far. Well, and I, I can understand where they both come from. I can understand Russell's mad because he feels like Katie abandoned OKC. For a championship, which I think KD and Russell deserve, but and honestly, when you think about it, they both. I mean, think about it. Russell was always under KD. He should be. He's. Sh- I mean, he's probably happy because look, this guy averaged a hundred points and forty assists since the season has started. He's done an exceptional. He's had to carry the team on his back because good knows Victor Oladipo and Stephen Adams are having trouble helping him out. So. Yeah, but yes, even though the Warriors were creaming the Thunder when I last saw it, and then they won 122 to 96. Look, Kevin Durant, 39 points in that game. Stephen Curry, 21. And then let's look at the um, Thunder. Russell Westbrook had 20 points. They held him to 20, which is surprising, but he still had 10 assists. He still had his double double. And you have the Thunder didn't have help from the bench. I mean, look at this six points by Kyle Singler. Go Duke. Um, Grant had six points, and no help at all. Like, I feel so bad for this guy. Victor Oladipo only had seven points. I mean, you need to help your teammates out. They they got you out of free agency from the Magic for a reason. You need to help out. Now, look at this stats. Look, 35 for 87 for the Thunder field goals attempted. You know what percentage that is? 40.2% of field goals made. That's not going to help you win games. Nope. 
what's your take on this? Like, seriously, like, how did the Thunder, how did the Thunder change without KD? They, they look like they're doing okay, but how do they move on, keep moving on, show the team they don't need KD? How does Russell show that? Um, I'd say uh, Russell needs to uh, put on his uh, A game, and they need to uh, find another player to, I guess I, I don't, I wouldn't say fill in, in uh, Kevin Durant's shoes, like replace him. Of course not. But uh, I'm saying uh, that they should, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, they should at least uh, find a player that could definitely like fill in uh, that missing hole that the yes. Thunder need, because they're missing a very important piece. Yes, and... They need they honestly they need help on defense. I think I have I've seen their defense struggle um, a lot. And so going from that, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Honestly, how this rest of the season goes. I think now it is time for NFL topics. We have three big topics to talk about in the NFL, starting with the Cam Newton thing. Can, did you see how the Cardinals just buffered him around? I saw a lot of roughing the passer calls. And last year when this was happening. A ref told Cam, you know, you're too young for this penalty. What? But yet, I've seen people like Johnny Manziel and Kirk Cousins get that penalty. Why Why not Cam Newton? What? What's going on here? And now, yes, the other two days ago, he talked to Roger Goodell, and they said they agreed on good terms. But in my opinion, Cam shouldn't have had to come out and speak like that. He should have had teammates helping him. His coach should have helped him. Ron Rivera spoke a little bit, and I like Ron Rivera. But Cam needed help. And if he gets fined for this, for speaking out what he what is true... This is going to be crazy. I think the NFL is going too far here. What is your opinion on this outtake? Well, I do respect to Cam for, you know, at least giving an attempt to speak his mind. Um, but he definitely should have uh, gotten some help with this because, you know, with the way the NFL has been right now, uh, it's just been insane. Uh, there's been all these different rule changes, all these suspensions, fines, and for all these stupid reasons. Yes. Um, but, uh, I don't, again, I don't blame Cam for speaking his mind, but I think, uh, it would have been best if he just, uh, you know, uh, but, he, but he's let this slide so many times. I mean, the Broncos, you know how many targeting hits he got in the head? The man had a concussion, was out for two games. Now, I'm not a big fan of Cam Newton. I respect him in a way. I think he's cocky in his own way, but I have to agree with him. It's horse mess. I mean, seriously. Um, uh, I... I don't understand it, and it's just great. I think he shouldn't have had to go out there and speak that. Of course, he should have taken a little bit better. He shouldn't have gone all angry and everything over it. I can understand your anger, but you need to hold that in because they used your anger against you after the Super Bowl. They will use it again this time. You know how the media is. Oh, yeah, definitely. And now <laughs> we had another tie, the first time in consecutive weeks since 1999. The Redskins and Bengals went to London and tied at 27-27. to 27. A lot of mistakes were made by the kickers once again. Mike Nugent missing an extra point that probably could have won. Dustin Hopkins missing a field goal that could have won. <laughs> this is... The, and we I thought the Raiders and the Bucks were about to tie too. It was crazy. But could we possibly see another tie this week? And what is your take? Should we stop these ties? I mean, we talked about this last week. We did. But should they just stop? I mean, two consecutive weeks. That's crazy. Well, you can obviously bet that once the season ends, there's going to be a huge debate on whether or not ties should be banned. Yes. Um, but I'd say after two consecutive ties in, a, in two weeks, um, I'd say that it, 
it, it probably would be uh, best to uh, get rid of the uh, ties because uh, it doesn't uh, help any team at all on whether or not they tie. Yeah. Um, I just think uh, it would be because we need to have a winner at some point. It may take a while, but uh-huh. it would probably just be best to <laughs> make sure that we have a guaranteed winner. Well, and I feel like you probably should, if you're if you get a chance at overtime, I feel like you should. You have enough time to get the points under that amount of time. Honestly, I think maybe the tie's the correct way to say, hey, you should have scored in that time. But I mean, still, I think you're right. I think maybe the tie should go, but it's tradition. Honestly, you look at how long the NFL has done ties. It's hard to get rid of tradition. I mean, back when newspapers before you had t- social media, newspapers were big, mm-hmm. and now you hate to see that die. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord. But um, I agree. And how did the Redskins and Bengals coming off this tie? Both teams feel like we're struggling right now, especially the Bengals. But the Redskins, after going on a four-game winning streak, now have gone one loss and one tie. Now they're four and three and one. What? How, they both teams have a bye this week. How, what? What? What should be the conception? What should be their goal of practicing? What should they practice more in order to come off that by that on tie? Well, you said that uh, their uh, special teams, that their special teams, uh, had uh, trouble uh, kicking uh, like you know the field goals that would help the uh, win this game. So I would say that their special teams obviously need some work. Um, and from the highlights that I saw, I would say that uh, they could work on uh, their offense a little bit. Uh, yeah. Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins definitely need uh, some room for improvement. Yeah, they do, and they choke. I feel like Kirk Cousins has a lot of pressure on him, which is what makes him struggle a little bit this year. I mean, oh my goodness, this guy is so great. He probably he. We're hoping he can do better, and all of a sudden he's not because the pressure is on. And for Andy Dalton, I've seen Andy Dalton choke so many times. He needs, he needs help with that. I mean, he needs to figure, hey, not to be under too much pressure, and just oh, interception, and loses the game. I mean, when you got players like AJ Green, you, <laughs> I, 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 I'm lost of words honestly because it's crazy, <laughs> and I shouldn't be, but it's crazy how like. The Bengals, the Andy Dalton has choked so many times. You've been a starter for so long. Don't you think the Bengals are thinking about, maybe this guy chokes too much. Maybe it's time to go a different direction. Do you think that's what they what they would do? Well, what would you mean by a different direction? Maybe it's Andy Dalton's not taking them anywhere. We're winning games. We're not making it farther than the first playoff game. Is it time to find a new quarterback that can take us to the Super Bowl? Hmm. Well... If uh, they are able to uh, snag a, a quarterback in the uh, draft and turn him into a winning quarterback, I would say it, it is possible because we are getting fairly late in the season. In fact, we're just about halfway through. Yes. Week nine in the NFL. Yep. Nine. Seven more weeks left. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it would definitely be a better idea if uh, – they just got a new quarterback straight out of college. I mean, eight weeks, but yeah, but seven games for teams that have been already been on by. But yes, and now for the big topic: the Falcons. Are they big this year? Uh, six and three, beating the Packers last week. Matt Ryan in this game against the Bucks, which I know it's the Bucks, but <laughs> still, look at my four touchdown passes, three hundred and forty-four yards, only nine incompletions, twenty-five for thirty-four, and you see this. High-powered team. I mean, Julio Jones is starting to average 100, 100 receiving yards. He had eight catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. Are the Falcons the real deal? Could we see them as a Super Bowl contender? Will, your opinion? Well, I definitely have to say that uh, throughout <coughs> the last uh, few weeks, 
I'd say ever since uh, the Falcons were able to beat the defending Super Bowl champion Broncos in their own stadium, might I add. <laughs> I would yes. I would say that the Falcons are starting to become a force to, to be reckoned with. Matt Ryan is becoming a, a, a phenomenal quarterback. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't call him elite just yet. Yes. Uh, and Julio Jones is getting there as well when it comes to receiving, being a good a, a phenomenal receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say in due time, the Falcons will get there. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. <laughs> you know, I had a friend that said, I got the Super Bowl prediction. The Raiders versus the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I was like, what? <laughs> that would I would, be crazy I, I would be amazed to see that. I would too. The Raiders and the Falcons. Imagine that. Folks, imagine that. Oh, my goodness. Yes, definitely. Now... And now it's time that we've talked about the NFL. Let's. It's time for the NFL picks. NFL games. We have a total of only five one o'clock games. That's rare. Four four o'clock games. That's nine total plus two more for the Sunday Monday night game. Only eleven games. But it's now time to pick the most important games in this week. Will starting with this big rivalry. Now this rivalry is part of the top five in four major sports and. Here are the top five. Number one, Duke and Carolina. For real. Yes. No, that's really no, number I know, one. I know, I know. Number two, the Steelers and Ravens. This is the game we're picking. Right. Cowboys and Redskins at three. Yankees, Red Sox, four. Lakers and Celtics, five. Now the Steelers take on the Ravens in this at, at Baltimore at BNT Stadium. BBNT Stadium. MNT Bank Stadium. MNT Bank Stadium. Wow, I don't know what's wrong with me. That's all right. 44 meetings. The third biggest rivalry. 12 games have been decided by three points or less. This is definitely a big game. Wouldn't you say, Will? I've, yes. Let's hear your pick first. All right. So uh, the Steelers are still without Roethlisberger, and uh, you can bet that that's going to be put a lot of uh, pressure on the offensive line. Uh, um, this will definitely be a war, without a doubt. Um, oh, I but, agree. And since it's, it's most of their games are decided by a field goal, I'm going to go with the Ravens by a field goal. And, you know, I looked into this game. Yes, no Roethlisberger. Landry Jones is an okay quarterback. He had trouble getting into Antonio Brown and other receivers. I mean, you need help in this game. This is always a low-scoring game. I mean, great defenses go at it. I mean, Terrell Suggs says this is the game we always look forward to the most. <laughs> they, they, these teams hate each other. You always see a blood, uh, someone at least bleeding coming out of this game. <laughs> but the Steelers, you're right, no Roethlisberger. I think the Ravens, even though struggling a little bit, will come back up. Joe Flacco will have a great game. It'll be a side-by field goal by Justin Tucker. 13-10, to 10, Ravens. All right. Next game, another rival game. Not as big as the Cowboys and Redskins in the NFC East, but big enough NFC East team. Eagles, Carlos Winsylvania, and take on Odell Giants. The Odell, Odell Beckham, Eli Manning, the Giants. Yep. What? Who do you have, Will? Eagles or Giants? All right. So uh, Odell Beckham Jr. needs the... Uh, Okay, uh, I wouldn't say he's been on uh, fire. He's a little bit ways away because when he first started, he was on top of uh, the world, and he's starting to go down just very, very slowly. Um, but Carson Wentz, he's staying uh, stable. He's staying healthy. I've got the Eagles by a, a touchdown. I agree. Um, I agree. Um, the Giants having a great good defense that have been stopping the run game, holding them to at least 130 yards. Not big, not good, but their defense is better this year. Odell has had his on and off games. Eli has on his on and off games. They don't have a running game, though. The Giants do not have a big running game. Rashad Jennings is hurt. So you're left, and Shane Vereen is hurt. So you're left with the rookie out of UCLA, Paul Perkins. 
and sorry. And I just think the Eagles are mad. They lost to the Cowboys in overtime after having a 10-point lead. They want revenge. So I think the Eagles win 20-10 to 10 in this game. Eagles. I think Carlos Wentz will have an exceptional game. Next. The Vikings have fallen two games to the surprisingly losing to the Bears. Yes. And they lost to the Eagles. So they're no longer 5-0. and They're 5-2. and Now the offense has struggled. Sam Bradford these last two games has been shooken. Honestly, the offense was never the big deal for this team, though. It was the defense. Now they face a high-powered offense, which you got to admit, with Marvin Jones and Matt Stafford connecting are great. And you see other players. And the running game with Theo Riddick has been great for the Lions. Will, what is your take, Lions or Vikings? All right, so when I when I first uh, thought of Sam Bradford going to the Vikings, I honestly was not sure what to make of it. But the first five games, he has been doing very well. I thought, okay, maybe I'm a, I was wrong. Maybe something could come out of this. But then he started to have his de- his bad games. <laughs> yes, we, that's the Sam Bradford. Sadly, we all know. Yes. When, when, so. we, when my mom and I saw him going to Vikings, we're like. <laughs> Laughing and and I added him to my fantasy team kind of at the last minute. Oh, that's that's okay. He was doing pretty well. Yes, this was when he was still doing very well. Yes, I've got the Lions upsetting the Vikings. The people got the Vikings winning by a field goal. I've got the Lions upsetting them. I actually will have the Vikings by a touchdown. Awesome. All right, Colts versus the Packers. Packers coming off a loss to the Falcons, and Rodgers is frustrated as he has shown. Now they take on a frustrated Andrew Luck and the Colts. Both these teams are going downhill. Um. You've got the Colts who have no defense, really. No offensive line. Packers are struggling with offensive line. And they're def- they're, despite defense doing okay, they're not doing great, great. Um, what is your take on this, Will? P- Colts or Packers? Well, you can bet that uh, both uh, Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers, they're both very frustrated, and they'll be fired up just to uh, get another win under their belts. Um since the Colts don't have that strong of a defense, I'd say this will probably be uh, not too hard for the Packers' offense. I'm going to go with uh, the Packers uh, by uh, 10. I have to say, um, I want I like the Packers in this situation. But I'm going with the upset with the Colts. I really think the Packers are still shooken by that loss, despite being in the lead. And this will be a high-scoring game, no doubt. Both defenses will struggle to stop these high-powered offenses. And... I just think the Colts will win it by a touchdown at the last second. Pretty impressive. Now the the big game of America's game of the week, Sunday Night Football on NBC. Broncos, high powered defense, Von Miller, and tre- their quarterback Trevor Seaman is doing very well this so far. I've been really impressed with him. They go to take on Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, and this high powered Raiders defense off, off, off offense. And all their defense is good too. What is your take on this, Will, on America's game of the week? Um, well, you got a high-powered Raiders offense going up against a high-powered Denver defense. So, I would, and I would say it's vice versa as well. Yes. So, I'm going to say that this is probably going to be a low-scoring game, but I'd say the Broncos by a field goal. I think this will be a low-scoring game. I think it'll be 20-17 at the most, honestly. Which, not, I know that doesn't sound low, but to me, that sounds like a charge a Broncos and Raiders game. Now, the Broncos' defense has struggled these past two games. I mean, they almost blew it against the Chargers last week. But they're high power, they're, they're ready to go. I mean, this is a battle who takes... Their, Raiders and Broncos are tied first place in the AFC North. So this win will give... The winner will take first place. So I'm going with the Raiders in an upset. All right. 20-17 to 17 Raiders. Okay. <laughs> 
Bills versus Seahawks. Tyrod Taylor and comes at showing he's been doing very well. I mean, the Bills got embarrassed by the Patriots last week. Yeah. And now Seattle comes out here ready to go, coming off a bye week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And Russell Wilson is ready to go. Seattle or the Bills for Monday Night Football. Will, your pick. All right. So uh, if there's one thing I uh, know about uh, playing in Seattle is that they are a tough team to play against on the road. Uh, yes. Especially when you're coming all the way from Buffalo. Um, Rex is going to be uh, fired up from uh, that loss uh, to the Patriots. Uh, he's going to be more determined than ever to get a win. And Rex, as much as I have respect uh, for the guy for his attitude, I don't think it'll be enough. I'm going with uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I'm going with Russell Wilson and Seattle, too. The Bills are just a good enough team for me to take on a defense like Seattle. All right. Now, this is the first time we've, talk we've talked about this on our show. It's college basketball season. We'll start November 11th. I'm so excited. Basketball is finally here. And Dick Vitale's rankings, I'm giving you the top five teams. Number one, Duke. Number two, Kentucky. Three, Kansas. Four, UNC. And I think five was not Villanova. No, wait. Five was Villanova, I'm not mistaken. Now, college basketball so And we got um, two big games coming up. It's Michigan State versus Kansas. And then I forget the other game. I looked at it earlier, and I, my mind's gone blank with that. But I'm so, aren't you excited for college football basketball? Do you think this is going to be a great season for college basketball? I'll be honest. As much as I love the NBA, college basketball is possibly the one to the one sport a year that I look the most forward to because in college basketball, it's fun, it's energetic, it gives you just a huge rush of adrenaline. It's just absolutely amazing. Yes. I've, I remember going to my share of UConn men's games, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Everybody was going nuts. I just can't hold myself. <laughs> I know, And it's real. The NBA sometimes, they don't play for real. College basketball is real. It's actually a great, it's fun to watch. You don't, it's really fun. I love watching college basketball. I'm very excited, and oh, I'm always hyped up. You you think I'm hyped for football? Imagine what I am for basketball. <laughs> All right, so I think college basketball is going to be great to look forward to. I can't wait to start doing picks for them and everything. I'm so excited. But now, speaking of college, dun dun, college football. Now, me and Will, yesterday when we were looking at our notes, decided, you know, let's. Take, because there were 11 great games we saw, so 11 picks we have here. So we took a share of picks. But first, I want to talk about the Colorado and UCLA game real quick. All right. Colorado did a shut out UCLA in the second half. They won 2010. Is Colorado the team to play in the Pac-12 championship? Do you think it'll be Washington versus Colorado? It might uh, very well be. However, I have to say this. Uh, should Colorado step on the field against Washington? It ain't going to be easy. No, it is not. They're Washington... Washington is ranked ninth in defense. Colorado is ranked 10th in offense, surprisingly. I looked that up, actually. Now, let's get to the college football picks. Will, you were the first one to do Wisconsin versus Northwestern. Yes. Number eight, uh, Wisconsin, taking uh, on Northwestern team that plays all right. teams. All right, so uh, Justin Jackson of Northwestern had 76 rushing yards last week in what was actually a close game against Ohio State, despite losing 24-20. Um, however, Corey Clement for Wisconsin had 82 rushing yards uh, last week. Um, Alex Hornerbrook had uh, ten, made 10 out of his 16 uh, passing attempts for for the Badgers, um, and Clayton Thorson had 22 of 42 passes completed with 256 passing yards and a touchdown. 
Um, I'm going to go with the Badgers in this one. I, I love Justin Jackson on Northwestern. I love watching him play. Clay Thorson, the quarterback for Northwestern, has played okay. He's not played his, as himself, I think, in my opinion. Wisconsin, they're hyped after beating Nebraska in overtime. They're ready to play. They're ready to go. Corey Clement is one of my favorite running backs to watch in college football right now. I've got Wisconsin, the Badgers. I think their defense will hold Northwestern to 10 points, and they'll win it 17-10. to 10. All right. Now, you got the next pick as well. Georgia Tech versus UNC. You studied that game. I Number did. I, stu- I studied this game very close. And honestly, this is a bit of a. This was honestly a tough one for me to pick for a couple reasons. First off, Mitch Trubisky of North Carolina. Last week, he had 310 passing yards and three touchdowns. Now, let's look at Georgia Tech. Justin Thomas, 264 passing yards and two touchdowns. But that's not all. It's followed up by 195 rushing yards and two touchdowns, so you could bet that this is probably going to be a high-scoring game. I imagine, yes. So I'm going to go with Georgia Tech by three. I've li- I, I like, to be honest, even as a Duke fan, I liked watching UNC this year. I mean, they've upset Florida State. They came close to beating Georgia. I mean, they've played a lot of tough t- games that they've pulled out. And honestly, though, I've seen UNC beat the great teams, lose to the to little teams that are high-powered as they are, and... I'm going to go with Georgia Tech and the upset as you are by three. Right. Now, I studied Maryland versus Michigan. All right, listen to Michigan's defense. All right, they're first in total defense. You want to know how, how many points they've held their opponents to? I'm 13 gonna... or less. All right. With the highest being Michigan State from last week at 23. Great defense. They Red zone, for, red zone percentage for opponents, .583, the first highest in, the, in um, the nation right now. Ninth in sacks. And they're third in scoring with 46 points at an average. Um, then you look at this Maryland team who has done pretty exceptionally well. I've seen them play a couple games. They did very well. Your pick, Will. Let's go with you first. Um, I could definitely say that Jim Harbaugh has uh, outdone himself. He's been coaching this uh, team surprisingly very, very well. Um, and I'd say that uh, should they say on this path, uh, they could. I could see themselves... Uh, in the college football playoff uh, at the end of the season. Yep. Um, and I am especially impressed with Wilton Spade averaging over 200 uh, rush passing yards uh, a game. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan in this one. I love him. One of my favorite players to watch on defense is Jabril Peppers from Michigan. He's done an exceptional job, and he gets my vote in the Heisman. I, have, I voted a couple times in the Heisman. I voted for him and Lamar Jackson from Louisville. And... But I also look at the quarterback spades for Michigan exceptionally well. It's like Jim, last week, last year he was an okay quarterback. It's like Jim Harbaugh said, toughened him up over the offseason, and he's looked very well. I, I got Michigan blowing out Maryland, honestly, even though this looks a couple of Next, I did number 19 Virginia Tech versus Duke, and the reason I did this is not because I'm a Duke fan. You can't be biased in these things. Right. Duke, for the past, since 2012, has upset one ranked team each year. It was Miami. UNC, Virginia Tech, Miami. No, not, not Miami last year. We upset um, Virginia Tech last year. But um, now they take on Virginia Tech, who's ranked number 19, a high-powered offense with quarterback Motley doing very well. And then the Stuke offense, who is in the top 10 rushing. I, I was surprised about that. Wow. Um, but I'm going to take Virginia Tech in this game. I think it'll be close, but Virginia Tech, Duke will find a way to blow it, honestly. I think David. Right. I love David Cutcliffe as a coach, but Virginia Tech wins this by three. All right, so uh, I definitely have to say that uh, Duke has surprised uh, me a, a lot, uh, actually. Um, 
not because of well I, I would know most, most ah, I would know them mostly for being a basketball school um, but yeah I think this will be a close one I'd say the Hokies by seven awesome now next game I studied Marcus Rudolph quarterback for Oklahoma State averages 300 passing yards he's n top 10 quarterbacks right now in the nation with that and they're playing against a Kansas State team whose defense has done well this year, and they've got the run running. They've got a running quarterback. They, for some reason, they always have a dual threat quarterback. Now, Oklahoma State upset West Virginia last week, and they I watched their performance. It was great. I'm going to take Oklahoma State beating Kansas State 30 to 24 in this game. It'll be close. Um, I actually like Oklahoma State on this one mostly because of Mason Rudolph. I think he's been excellent so far. I'd say. Maybe a good uh, Heisman uh, candidate uh, sometime mm -hmm. in the near future. Um, and who knows, maybe a first-round draft pick. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State on this one. Next, TCU versus Baylor. You got that one. TCU versus number 17, Baylor. Baylor coming off a loss, one-point loss to Texas. Now, this is the tale of worst defenses. Will, tell me what you studied about them last night. All right, so, yeah, Baylor defense wasn't that uh, phenomenal last week against uh, Texas. And Seth Russell, their quarterback, had 226 passing yards and two touchdowns uh, last week. Okay, so that would be, I'd say, about average for a college quarterback. Next, let's look at uh, Kenny Hill from TCU. 160 passing uh, yards. Um, this is definitely a, a, going to be a, a close game. I'd say possibly low scoring, might I add. But I'm going to go with Baylor by a touchdown. Now, I agree that Baylor is going to win this. I got Baylor, but I think it'll be a high-scoring offense. Oh, okay. high scoring. TCU's defense is not that well either. But um, Kenny Hill, despite having almost as many interceptions as touchdowns, he's a good quarterback, I think. And I like Seth Russell, too. This is Every year they play high-powered offense, even though last year it was held to under 20 points. I think this time it'll be different. Baylor wins it by a touchdown. 49-42 to 42 will be my prediction. All right. Next, you had... Arkansas versus number 11, Florida, coming off the win against Georgia. Florida's looked pretty impressive. Arkansas started out so well, blows it three straight games, two straight games, and then is one and one in these last two weeks. All right, now, I still like Austin Allen of Arkansas. I think he'll possibly be a first-round first draft pick <laughs> once he leaves Arkansas. He had 187 passing yards last week. That ended up resulting in uh, Arkansas losing to Auburn, 56-3. Um... And then Luke Del Rio for Florida had 131 passing yards and one touchdown. They ended up beating uh, their rivals, Georgia, 24-10. I got had Georgia in an upset. That was a bit of a mistake for me. But I'm not going to make, make a mistake this time. I'm picking a Florida on this one. Awesome. Um, I've liked watching Arkansas this year. I've loved their running game. I've loved watching Florida. I, But I think it'll be a close-scoring game. Close one. Florida wins it. All right. Next... Iowa versus Penn State. I'm the one that studied this game, and Iowa is top 20 in defense. Their defense is exceptionally well. And then you face a high-powered Penn State team who came out of nowhere. You upset Ohio State, and then next thing you know, you you blow you score 62 points in the next game. Penn State is something. I will not lie. They are something. But I don't think they're not big, big, but they're going to be big. And I want your opinion and your pick on this, Will. I'd say that uh, ever since uh, Penn State uh, got back on their feet after the whole incident that's been happening uh, with the Joe Paterno and everything, I'd say that they've all of a sudden uh, lit that spark that they they've been craving for 
and they've all of a sudden become a, a dark horse, and it's uh, simply amazing. They are now winning games. They are taking down uh, these powerhouses. I'm going to go with uh, Penn State by a touchdown. You know, to me, Penn State can't know. It's like, surprise, upset, win. <laughs> but um, I really like Penn State. I think they dominate Iowa 31-10. to 10. All right, next, Will had to leave early because he had to be somewhere, but I'm going to go ahead and tell him your his picks. He chose Washington versus California. He chose Washington. He chose Ohio, Nebraska over Ohio, no, Ohio State or Nebraska. And he chose Alabama over LSU. Now, my picks were this. All right, I love Washington's offense. High-powered, lead, they're sixth in scoring, fourth in scoring, I'm sorry. I think they'll beat California, Washington will, 42-10. to 10. Nebraska, in my opinion, Ohio State is sixth in, ranked in defense. Nebraska is seventh, no, thirteenth, seventeenth. No, sorry, they I think will pull that game out and win this. Nebraska upsets Ohio State twenty-three to twenty in overtime. And finally, we were given a lot of um, Alabama and LSU when the thing started. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and just go over these stats real quick for Alabama. They are fourth in score, fourth in total defense. The only ones above them is Army West Point at number three. Number two, Florida. Number one, Michigan. Yeah, I never heard of Army West Point until now. I looked them up there. Actually, a decent team. And they are Division One. It's crazy. <laughs> um, they average 43 points per game, Alabama does. Alabama averages 264 rushing yards per game. They, um, they're first in sacks. Their defense is amazing. They know how to stop the running game. First in sacks at 32. 64 total tackles for loss this year. Sixth in first down defense. First in defensive touchdowns with nine total Turnovers returned for touchdowns, five fumbles returned, and four interceptions returned for touchdowns. And now we look at LSU. They are they average 239 rushing yards. They are number, if I'm not mistaken, right here on this list. Haha, <laughs> yes. Number 13th overall in defense. Holding their opponents to 313 yards total per game. Now, I look at this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I think Leonard Fournette's going to probably, at the least, get 36 rushing yards. I think Alabama will get a little bit higher. They'll start out slow. It'll be a slow game. 9 to 10 will be the first-half score. Then Alabama realized, oh, we need to turn on the Jets here. Boom goes Alabama. 27 to 9, Alabama. All right, now, before I go, I'm gonna, we're gonna, next week, me and we are going to talk about the college football playoffs because the rankings, first rankings came out on Tuesday, actually. My pick for the college football playoffs, my prediction right now, Alabama at the number one seed. I think Alabama is going to get up there. I think Clemson will be number two. Honestly, I really like where Clemson is going these days, and it's amazing to me. Michigan at number three. I think Mich Honestly, I think Michigan should go over Clemson, but honestly, who Clemson has played a little more tougher teams. They've beaten those tough teams in close games. They've got After the poor start, they've done amazing, actually. Now, and then at number four, the Washington Huskies. They, I think they'll play Colorado in the Pac-12 championship. They will make it to the, to the national championship. I think they'll upset Clemson. And it'll be Washington. Michigan will upset Alabama. Michigan versus Washington with Michigan winning it all. all right, I'm TJ, and this is Zero Quarters. Me and Will will see you next Friday. Have a great day.